0: hey everybody this is uh, tony with the fuel the geek podcast and uh, this is episode 10 today we have a very special guest uh jr from eclectic nerds he's gonna be talking to us about some uh, tabletop games uh, we also have the other admin alex molina here um and we're gonna get a little bit into that and let's learn some more about cards <laughs> so jr introduce yourself Appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm JR. I'm from Eclectic Nerds, a small little
1: nerd group here from Houston, Texas. Uh, first of all, thanks for let, for uh, giving me the opportunity to be here,
0: man. Um, what specifically do you want to know a little oh. bit, man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there's there's a lot of different games out there. I know you're a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about tabletop games. Uh, nothing about the. I mean, I know of Yu-Gi-Oh. I know of Magic. Um, I know the Pokemon one. Um, but i don't know how to play them and i know some of our listeners are big into it and uh you know we want to give a shout out to them and you know people that might be interested you know tell them a little bit about like how they are you know i know i know y'all do tournaments and stuff like that right
1: yeah we uh we still host tournaments at a couple shops around town um turnouts are always great man the people are great um like anything in nerd culture it's a subculture um, people are intense, people are competitive. There's a high competitive scene for all types of card games, man. Um, me particularly, I play more Yu-Gi-Oh than anything. Uh, and there's nationals, there's world tournaments for that. It gets real intense. Same with Magic, you got Grand Prix's. Um, But you, you mentioned the big three, Pokemon, Magic, and Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, there's other card games also, like Vanguard. Um, what's the, the uh, There's Dragon Ball Z, who's actually uh, made a, a pretty big impact now. So that's that's also really cool.
0: They uh so you said national is that? It, I thought they were international. I thought they do this all around the world. Is it? Just oh yeah, North yeah. America.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's it's everywhere, man. So um the way it works is you you go to your local shop, right? And that's where you that that's, that's it, it's. There's levels to this, like anything, right? <laughs> so when you go to your locals, it's someone who's learning how to play, someone who wants to get to new get to know a new strategy, someone who just wants to go in there and make friends and you know connect with somebody, right? Yeah. That's where you kind of get your practice. Right, um, around the year throughout the whole the whole season, there's regionals, so that's where people from your locals go to a specific city all around America, and you know, uh, for regionals, if you top, like, if you're top thirty-two or top whatever number from from however number the attendance are, or is, um, you kind of get an invitation for nationals. Okay, okay. If you come in the top tier or top performance in nationals, then you get your invitation to a worlds. Okay. So it's it's you know you really to get to worlds it's it's crazy it's super crazy um uh it, it,
0: so are they like um speaking of like Yu Gi Oh mm-hmm. are they like you need a minimum is it like I mean it's not it can't be like Monopoly where you need a minimum of like four people or something right oh yeah no no or no something like that you have to have I, I mean you can't play with just you and one other person can you
1: correct no 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 so it has to, I, I, as far as the minimum I don't know because there's always such a great turnout. Uh, my brother actually made it to nationals at his first ever regional. Wow! Yeah, so impressive. shout out to my brother Brian. Um, and so in that regional, I believe it was it was here actually, and uh, he there was a total of like three hundred and fifty people, three hundred fifty almost four hundred people, and he came top twenty top thirty two, twenty eight exact to be exact, right? So out of his first time ever going competitive, he you know he uh, came in the top top bracket of it. And wow. from then he went to nationals, and then that's a whole different story because that's just a whole another level of competitive so, play. So
0: is that like, can he win money? Like I w- I've always wondered because I mm-hmm. know like um, there are there are some games um, where you win, you you can win money. You know, yeah. not just I mean some people win belts. <laughs> you know, yeah, but you yeah. can can he like really? Like, win a good chunk of change. Essentially, uh,
1: yes and no. There's different type of tournaments. Uh, if it's Konami Sanction, which is the, the main company, mm-hmm. right, they don't really do cash prizes because they, they don't really want to entice that kind of... They, I, 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 would, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I feel that they think that it's negative if you want to work for something monetary. They want it for the actual experience and the, the, the joy, of it. The joy yeah. of it. And I respect that. But um, a couple of things about it is that when you get competitive and you want to play at a high tier level, those kind of cards are super expensive. Like as of right now, there's a card called Phantasme, and that card is going for like seventy, eighty bucks.
0: Just by the by itself. By itself,
1: but one card alone. And then to really play competitively, you need a standard of three. So that alone, you're already racking almost two two hundred dollars, yeah. and that's not including the rest of your strategy.
0: So okay, so I have friends that that play uh, Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, and they're always talking about like rare cards from the '90s that are mm-hmm. worth obscene amounts of money. They're not lying. Um, it, so it's, it's the same with like Yu Gi Oh and Magic. I mean, I, I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's the same with Magic because
1: ooh Magic, um, Magic. Like to to have old school cards for Magic, you're looking at like a
0: down payment to a house. <laughs>
1: I kid you not. Like look it up online. So, Yu-Gi-Oh! so
0: does that does that coincide with the the strength of the card? If you're playing the game, mm-hmm. like um, some of those really expensive cards, like does that uh help you win? Like do they come with um like. As an example, does like, it make a big impact? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about it, so like anything, game, the game format is gonna change. So, after a while, they release new things, and now the kind of the way people are playing the game, the dynamics of it change. So there's Magic has, does a really good thing that there's multiple formats. So if you want to play old school, you can play old school. If you want to play modern, you can play modern. If you want to play commander, you can play commander. So each one, like you're not really, you're not forced to play once, only one single way. Yeah. Right. That's one of the things that I do like about Magic and I respect about Magic. Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't necessarily have that. Um Pokémon, uh they they also kind of have that a little bit and they they kind of shifting in different directions about it as we speak. Um but to hit back on your on on the prize of it, right? Pokémon does is known for giving cash prizes. I know Magic I believe it also gives cash prizes, uh, but what really kind of gets out there is your sponsorships. That's really where most people like I didn't, I didn't know they did sponsorship Like mm-hmm. like
2: it's no. like it's like gamers, like video gamers as well. You know, like PGA's. When they, yeah. When they get competitive, they get
0: sponsored. They get sponsored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't. Know. So, I mean, like I know, like extreme sports. You know, well, like, well you skateboarding know, and stuff. Same, same, thing. Like that. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Same Yeah. Yeah. So they get sponsored
2: by. Uh, I know there's like Monster, uh, Monster Rockstar, Rock Rockstar, Alienware, the, the Card games. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's amazing. Yeah, like, but I did not know that.
1: Yeah, so there's there's certain companies that kind of sponsor out uh, for for card games. Uh, for Yu-Gi-Oh specifically, it's mostly local card shops and and small businesses that sponsor these guys. So what what they do, they wear like oh you know representing let's say, Field the Geek Comic Store, you know. So that's my local. Yeah. They paid for my ticket, or they help me book this. They they help me get the card so I could represent the store.
0: Nice. You know. So see, I, see you learn something new every day. Yeah. If yeah. you're listening,
2: you didn't know that. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, but I know I know with Yu-Gi-Oh it's changed a lot since because when I when I was a kid I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh. I got into a when you you first started, mm-hmm. with, the, with you know you know I bought a pack of uh, some booster packs and build my own deck, and just started learning the game. And then once they started including um, sacrificing and all that stuff, that's when when I started loving the game even more because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I have to use these lower tier monsters in order to get the best one out. Mm-hmm. And then you know after a while after I dropped off, I was like, and then try to come back in, I was like. I don't understand the game anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man. (laughs) I I feel the same way, man. I I grew up watching the
1: show, and that was my first, like, love and and commitment to that world. Um, From there, I mean... The format you're speaking is like old school. This is like 2000, what, 2005?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
1: 2005, 2006. Like That's,
0: we were... that's funny that you think
2: that's
1: old. <laughs> oh oh me, I, mean, in, in, in the... I mean, I remember Pokemon cards from the 90s. You know about 2005. Well, 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 Yu-Gi-Oh! wise, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. wise. Pokemon, dude, you, your friend wasn't lying. Like, if you see a shadowless Charizard, you're looking at hundreds of dollars. Jeez. If it's like a, you know, like first print, like the whole shebang, you're looking at thousands of dollars for like a set of anything like that, man. And it's crazy because being Latino, my mom, you know, or, or the people at the church that Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh were the devil. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, my mom threw some of my stuff away. And I know, looking back at it now with the knowledge that I have, I knew we had some bank in that.
2: Yeah, because I know, I know when uh, when my deck went missing, I had um, Black of Soldier Invoid at the beginning. That's I had so. a um when the which one was the one that Jinzo first appeared in? what was the booster pack feral servant feral servant I bought one booster pack, and that was the first card I pulled when it, when it first released the love and I was happy it because it said you know it said zero zero one on it and yep. I was like and that's it was the like, first
1: so that's so zero uh, p p s v dash zero zero one that's for, the first card on that set of that booster yeah and, and oh my said first edition as first long. set yeah Jinzo
2: that's
0: crazy
2: yeah. yeah and plus you know i i had to get you know the the magic card to equip so i can play magic cards you know amplifier yes yeah sir. so pretty much my, my my whole deck consisted of me negating all your magic of flip effects any effects and
0: trap cards mm-hmm. okay so um since you know more about Yu Oh, how how long does it take to learn to play that depends on your learning curve. To be honest with you, I mean, I mean, say the average person, I mean, you c- you can pick up the basics. Sim-
2: i um, like simply like right away. It's just building the strategy that takes a while to come up with. So
0: like chess or something. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because because chess is a strategy game. So exactly. You need to like predict the other person's moves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. So, so mm-hmm. say like if I wanted to learn, could it take you like an afternoon to teach me the basics? The basic mechanics you could definitely learn that in an
1: afternoon. Okay. You know it's it's um, it's definitely not. Any, any any high equation kind of uh, train of thought of it. The only thing about it is, and here's, here's where I kind of stand a little. Uh, I'm a little standoffish when it comes to the, the, the culture. I really like to play to have fun. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I know the mechanics of the game well enough to say if I wanted to go competitive, I definitely could. If I had more time and, and uh, more accessibility to that to, to stores, I definitely would play competitive. Um, but if you want to get competitive, you, you I will tell you two weeks. two weeks, but the biggest portion of that would be acquiring the cards to get you to that competitive level. because a deck or, or a stack of cards from like you know 2010 and a stack of cards from current format is two completely different uh, different ways of playing. Because Yu Gi Oh has been changing, they call it Master Rule. So every time there's a new mechanic introduced, it's a whole different set of rules and, and, and regulations for it.
2: Because it,
1: this one's what, Synchro? Or no, no, it's we, not Synchro,
2: but it's a, what is it?
1: Right, it? right now, uh, is Link. Link. There Tra- you go, Link. Yeah. So yeah. currently we're in Master Rule 4, and we're actually trending the end of that to go into Master Rule 5. So that's where a lot of cards go up and down in value. If you're an investor, that's this is your, your best. This, this should be your bread and butter because you, if you can see where the direction is going and if you can hear the, the cries of the community, you could predict or, or you could make your fair assessment. Like, hey, I think the game is going to change this way based on the reason that people are playing like
0: this right now. A lot of people pick up cards like myself. So, so, so the value doesn't count on how powerful the card is. It counts on if, it's, it's, playable, if, well, it's, play if it's playable. No, no,
1: it, it, okay, it's playable. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, first, it's playable, and second, um, how, it is how powerful it is, because okay. if a, if a card um, allows you to do multiple things and it allows you to negate certain effects, that's definitely giving you the advantage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: So is it? So it seems like it's it's a factor of several different things. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, like how powerful? I'm assuming maybe the rarity of it. Of course. Of course. Um, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. man. There's so much. Like, like it's example, a whole
2: world, man. Yeah. For example, like I was in, I was in a shop, and uh, this kid came in to sell one of his Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I, I can't remember which one it was, but at the time it was like a high-priced card, and they, the owner made him an offer. He refused, and he left. And then, as soon as he left, the new rule set came out, and they banned that card. So the ban list. Came, oh So my when he, God. so when he came back to re- to to take the offer, because it was banned list. That card dropped value a lot. Yeah. So, that's for...
0: crazy. In comics, when a com- when a comic book is recalled or banned, the value goes up. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I guess, because it's not the same with the cards, you can't use it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with comics, you know, it, you can't uh, get uh, it. Recalls, <laughs> yeah. You can't get it. No, yeah. you can't so, get it. Yeah. Okay. That, that. Yeah, see, I mean, I can sit here and I can explain how Superman's powers work, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> oh, man, hey, you're, it's all right, man. Everyone has their, their expertise, man. It's all good. Yeah, it's always kind of a joke with me and uh, some of my other friends, you know, that are into things like wrestling. You know, they could talk about wrestling. Video games. Video anime. games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can, tell you, I can tell you the movie Batman was watching when his parents were murdered, you know, but I can't. I can't tell you who who is the winner of WWE right now. So <laughs> everybody has their own uh their own fandom. Yeah. And that's what's that's what's really good about our community. You know, it's it's not just one thing. We're uh diverse without it being forced because everybody is included. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always good thing. Yeah. Uh so that was like our lesson in Yu-Gi-Oh and uh tabletop top games, but I also want to talk about uh JR runs a YouTube channel, a group called Eclectic Nerds that uh, um, that have been... How long have y'all been around?
1: Man, uh, I want to say a little over two years, man, to, to be honest with you. If, if, if we want to be fully fully uh, honest with the actual production of it, I would value it at probably like a couple months, man, because we've been in and out of it. We've been trying to, to launch and relaunch, and currently that's what I'm working on. Um so there 's a lot of exciting things coming by um and uh i I feel that you know it's a uh, it's it's something that i I want to present to you guys soon, and I want it to be so I could be proud of it you know yeah and
0: and it 's because uh, I know y'all as a youtube channel, but you 're much more than that uh you just partnered up with someone new
1: yeah the um, seeker group,
0: yeah, so tell us a little bit about that so how the, did I get into that
1: um uh, it 's a funny story um being that it's houston it's always a small world somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that's true uh so um I, back, I had a friend called uh william uh will as for short and he he's actually a dj a local dj and he's big into anime we grew up together we went to middle school together and stuff like that and he kind of seen what i was doing and him and i have always resonated as far as the the geekdom and anime culture so he recently uh called me up and he said hey I see what you're doing. I wanna kinda of get something pro some prizes going. I said, what would you what do you think about that? And I gave him my opinions. He's like, Let's partner up and you know, like in all Houston fashion, one, two, three, let's get it done. Um and he actually um spoke with the people from the Secret Group Houston and the manager so that's what it's
0: called, the secret group? Yeah, the secret yeah,
1: the secret group, yeah. Secret it, group. Yeah, it's at uh, it's on twenty one oh one Polk Street
0: and yeah. that's the name of their business. Yeah, that's so it's a bar. It's, it's like it's oh, a it's bar. Oh, it's a bar. Yeah, okay, they, the they do open
1: mm-hmm, they do like open mic, they do uh they do comedy, they they do all types of events, man. They're, they're really really cool. And essentially what we're doing is we want to bring different communities together within the nerd culture and within the geekdom. If you want to get some or, like give it its own, you know, title. Yeah. And so my expertise kind of more Yu-Gi-Oh and comic books a, a little bit. He's into anime and manga as am I. Uh, we're both into retro video games, so we say everyone has something in common, Let's just have a Nerd Mixer, and that's kind of how we came up with the name. So on August 8th in Houston, Texas, uh, 2101 Polk Street, it's the secret group that we're going to have our first ever Nerd Mixer. Um, it's a uh, it's $5 entry if you want to enter the tournament to play Smash Brothers, and with that $5 entry for the tournament, you also get your first drink. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you get your beer, yeah, and you get your, your ticket to enter the tournament, have fun, let's kick it, and let's get to know each other, let's make friends, and let's I see what it goes. Let's
2: get down some Smash. You
1: know, yeah, post. man. Also, um, there's another group called Smash United, who's also partnering up with that, and they're going to be in charge of that. So come through, man. I'd love to see you guys there.
0: It's on, that's in Spring Branch, right? Polk Street? Yeah.
1: Uh. Northwest
0: side?
1: Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I'm pretty sure, because I've lived in Spring Branch, and there's mm-hmm. a Polk Street, so I'm not sure if that's the same one. But uh, it's northwest side, I think.
1: Yeah, it's more towards downtown, to be honest.
0: Oh, okay, maybe I'm thinking of Denver street. I mean, Polk street. is like <laughs> it's like Westheimer, man. One side okay, of town okay. to the okay. other, so it's a <laughs> deal. Nice. Um, so other than that, and what y'all partnered up with, um, you still do the YouTube channel, right?
1: Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, like I'm trying to rebrand it. I'm trying to give it a brand new life to it, and it's 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 it's. To, to be cheesy, man, it's DC Rebirth for you eclectic nerds right now. So I, everything that we did before, or everything we did before, we're going to restart it. We're going to do it all over again. But we want to do it. And uh, I want to bring a, a better production value to it. I want to bring yeah. more more uh, diversity to it. And as a sense, like you and I, we're very similar in the sense that we're not just one identified kind of nerd, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And that's kind of what I want to bring into that. And, and I really want to bring the communities together and not ostracize anybody and just do something for the community, man. Because like, at the end of the day, who knows what happens. I just want to be able to say, hey, I try to help people out and left a legacy of, of something positive.
0: At the end of the day, we're all nerds.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, that's true. And uh, you're right. I mean, we shouldn't ostracize people. We should accept uh, everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everybody that likes the same stuff as us. Everybody that can bring new stuff to us. You know, like, I think I might try... Tabletop gaming. <laughs> hey man,
2: let me know and I will meet up and I definitely. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, was it I think like a year ago I tried um, what's it called? uh It's not D and D, but it's uh, what's the other one? That's like Dungeons and Dragons. Um well there's a lot of them, man. <laughs> I, I d I don't know. Well, Settlers of Catan. No, so technically it's like Dungeons and Dragons, so I I tried it for the first time. And Mystic was like, Warlords of Kaha. <laughs> Star
0: Wars. Star Wars has their own type of Dungeons Yeah, I mean too. those are those are awesome I like I've seen the minifigures for the dude, Star they Wars. They get games.
1: expensive, man, for yeah, an X Men, yeah. you're looking like thirty bucks. Yeah.
2: But I tried it and it was it was interesting, you know, it was interesting. I like I wouldn't mind trying it again. It's just I'm not really used to like role playing. So yeah. <laughs> that was like the the hard part for me was getting into character. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I I yeah, I it's it would be hard for me as well. Like I'm 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 a comic book geek at mm-hmm. heart. So I'm more to a, I lean more towards writing and art uh but role playing, yeah, it it's it's out of my element, <laughs> yeah. you know? But I mean it's a great thing. I mean, I've seen I've seen some amazing stuff come out com like speaking of D&D, um even though I don't play uh, and all of that, I do see the impact it has had on, pop our, on our culture, on pop culture. Yeah. Uh, the art alone—I mean, yeah. the art alone has influenced so many things in the comic book world that that I, yeah. you know, that on. Yeah, in.
2: I've seen. I've seen like there's the Rick and Morty, Dungeons and Dragons. There was uh, a yeah.
0: the edit. art, the art style. You know, I mean, it's just it's pretty amazing. But um, uh, okay, so. I want to say uh, thank you to Jr. and Eclectic Nerds for being our guests. So. Appreciate you. We really appreciate having them on. And so where where can they follow you on? YouTube? Oh yes, yes. Oh, so
1: great question, man. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh,
0: I recently opened a Twitter, so I'm kind of getting used to that uh, Twitter we, world. We will do a comment. We'll do a comment and we'll tag you and uh um in the po- in this post we will comment and we'll tag you and your and Eclectic Nerd. So appreciate they can you find man. you. Thank you, um, thank you. Everybody, check them out. Uh, i've known jr for a little bit of time now and he's a great dude um and we look forward to uh speaking with you some more would you be on some more uh maybe talk about some other stuff i'd love to man i'd love to great um all right everybody well uh anything else yeah. alex
1: just um you know you said august 8th august 8th oh, yes, yeah. The address. so address. yeah at august 8th at 2101 polk street houston texas uh seven seven i believe it's zero zero four i'm not too sure but just put it on the googles man and (laughs) well i I mean i'll I'll tag you
0: i'll tag you and uh we'll do the address we'll do a link or something so Mm -hmm. people can find it um just um take it check it out (laughs) yeah man check us out come through it should be a lot of fun also
1: cosplay is encouraged man so go in there full geek man don't don't hold back
0: (laughs) nice all right everybody well thanks for listening and oh oh one last thing one last thing sorry we got a whole bunch of things going on um right now check out the group we are doing um we are doing some swag bag giveaways from san diego comic con um add a member you and the member get added to the to the hat um it's some pretty cool stuff it's one of a couple of different giveaways we're going to be doing our next our next show will be coverage of san diego comic con so please keep keep an eye out and uh thanks for listening everybody and Like we always say, what fuels your passion? And we'll hear from you next time.